Hello, everybody, and welcome to Retro Rewind. Today, we're talking Ghost Slop. Ghost Slop. Ghost Slop. That wasn't even remotely spooky. It wasn't at all. Jeez. Okay, uh, really quick, let's get this out of the way. It was manufactured by Data East, and that was in 1996. It later on got a release on Steam, oddly enough, so it's no longer an unreleased game. Oh, that's that's right. a surprise. I, I was still under the impression it was unreleased. So was I, until I Googled it a little more. I wonder if it's, uh, if I didn't check into what it was released in. Maybe it was released in a collection or something of, like, unreleased. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like Star Fox 2 did with uh, the SNES Classic. And so a collection of unreleased games being released. That would be pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you pop it up on Steam or PSN or Xbox Live and you're like, here, these were some of our ideas. They may not be full games, but 10 bucks, you can play some of the things we're working on. Yeah. Although in saying that, that'd be kind like, of cool. this, is, this, this is like a complete game. This was, or to me, was an unreleased, except completely functioning, full game. Yeah, it, it's weird. I didn't see too many areas where they, why they decided not to release it. Yeah. I mean, other than the fact that it was just kind of bleh, standard. I, I don't buy that. There must be something else you to had it. To, you had to put sunglasses on the rockabilly dudes. Mm -hmm. At some point, you might as well release it. Okay, so... The reason why we picked this weird one, like, you know, everything up until this point has been, I can totally see people picking this for a retro kind of talk. Uh, and then there's this, which comes out of nowhere. If you haven't listened to the last one, we decided to um, start playing a little game with the first letter of the game you pick has to line up with the last letter of the game that was previous. Yes. And Craig had Pac-Man 2. Which, again, completely understandable for Retro Talk. It's a very interesting mm -hmm. game. But what came before? Why do uh, I have to use G? Uh, Dig Dug. Dig Dug. Okay, yeah. So so Craig chose Dig Dug. And so I had to think of a game that started with G and ended in P. And there's, like, no other ones that I could think of. So we're talking Ghost Lop. Craig, why don't you uh, tell the nice people what Ghost Lop plays like? It plays... Suspiciously close. It plays suspiciously. Especially close to something like Puzzle Bobble. I think of it like Puzzle Bobble, but you've got more of an element of, you know, like Breakout, where you want to destroy the blocks above to get everything dropping, to send garbage to the other yeah. side. That is what I thought of it like. It's very good. I was worried. You know I'm always worried when games involve colours, especially when True. Yeah. The, ga the entire game is about colours. But thankfully, this only involves two colours, and I can tell the difference between them, which is just... Can you actually see the difference between them, or is like one red and the other one's greyish? Uh, that's pretty much what it is, except one might have been brown. That's <laughs> just awful. <laughs> the, okay, because it wasn't until I started playing it, it was like, there's red, there's blue, and then there's grey. I'm like, uh-oh. And there was, there was that's wee... That's not going to work it. Yeah, there's other wee kind of like special ones, but there's a black one and a one that's electrified. The faces are different as well. It was fine. It was absolutely fine. Oh, okay. All so right. essentially, that, that totally works. Yeah, puzzle bobble, puzzle bobble. It? Yeah, it's got this added twist where so you're basically throwing tennis balls up the wall like puzzle bobble, right? 
except there's red and there's blue, like we said, and you can switch the color from red to blue at any time during the path of the ball's flight. So if you've got like one layer of red and then a bunch of space in between and then a layer of blue up top, you can switch it from red to blue after it's busted through the red ones. And it is a little more hard that way. Uh huh. If it weren't for that single mechanic, I would have put it down after three minutes. It's that that's the bit that kept me going because it's very tricky but very satisfying if you fire your ball, your blue ball through a set of blues and then switch it to red to clip a few reds and then back to blue. It's quite a satisfying thing that without that, it wouldn't have been nearly as fun. Ah, okay, so let's try to quantize this. How much time did that mechanic buy? Uh, 45 minutes. Really? Yeah. You spent more of this than I did. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, 45 minutes. Um, just about an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> I I yeah this was like 20 minutes and now oh. went yeah that's the thing cool music very cool music uh, terrible terrible character design yeah I don't I don't get that maybe maybe the this is just a theory but maybe they developed the entire game got it to the point where it was ready to be published and then showed it to someone and someone was like whoa what are you doing these what are these <laughs> characters all about what are they doing? They, there was something that struck me that, like, why the hell am I here? Are they in a rat poison place? Or are they in... What are they, What is the story? Um, the story is they are ghost hunters and they're popping ghosts. Oh. Where did the rat poison that come was, into it? I have no idea because I didn't read the story. Not oh, lie. right. Okay. Um, yeah, it kind of looks like somebody took the Blues Brothers uh, dip them in wax and then set them on fire like candles for a little while before putting them out and there's your characters. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this isn't from a, a, a you know fly-by-night company either. This is Data East, which is kind of surprising. Maybe it was an intern that made it. <laughs> yeah, maybe they were just like, here you, make us some characters. Nope, they suck. We're not releasing this. Yeah. Scrap it, gentlemen. Um... As you can tell, there's not a lot to talk about because you can sum this up in the words of it's like Puzzle Bobble mm-hmm. mixed with, you know, Ikaruga. Which brings up a good talking point, Craig. I'm curious. Yes. Do you ha, ha with your eyeballs, yes. have you played a lot of the color switching games? Like there's like a very small subset of color switch games. No. No, I have not. I tend to avoid anything that like I'll maybe incidentally come across a game that has a tiny bit of colour dependency and I will struggle. Something like The Witness. Played The Witness, loved it. Hit a wall purely because I can't see colour. Anything that's primary um, what's the word? Primary mechanic relies on colour sightedness or just avoid like the plague because So, like Hugh. Hugh, I get Amelie to play it and I watch it because I absolutely love her watching it. But Hugh is Hugh is a beautiful game, by the way. I know I can't see it. Oh, it is. It's very cool. But it's very, very cool and it's very satisfying. And watching someone play it and changing everything. Like when she opens up the colour wheel, I think I can only see two or three blocks of colour, despite there being many more colours in there. So you're uh, playing on hard mode. <laughs> well, I, this is very much playing on hard mode, but I, I just let her do it because she's like, that's the same colour, Daddy. All right, all right, fine then. Well, it's good. At least it, it's like having a parrot on your shoulder. And it's like, nope, nope, that's wrong colour. Well, um, I was thinking guide dog. What about dog. something like, I, I prefer parrots to guide dogs okay, personally. All right. 
Um, oh, oh, okay, this is really off topic, but I got to ask somebody because Kelsey just looked at me like I was crazy. Supermarket, my area. Uh-huh. They have a sign up that says no animals allowed except for service animals. Mm-hmm. Okay, normal. Their service animal examples are a dog, mm-hmm. a monkey, and miniature horses. Miniature horses. Miniature horses. Yeah, that really threw me off. I was like, okay, okay, what? Eh, uh, eh. Uh, so, ooh, I didn't ooh. Google it or anything. Oh, what? It's because, it's because some people are allergic to dogs. If you're blind and allergic to dog, what are you going to use? Miniature horse. Surely that's the only reason. I thought reason. that was a monkey's job. Uh, what's a monkey going to do for... I thought a monkey was there to read because people couldn't read. So you, the monkey would read the paper for you. And then tell you, Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope he explains the comics for the person. <laughs> no, but like, no, 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 you see. Oh, that... I, I, I can't... I couldn't think of any disability that's like, oh yeah, that's 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 miniature horse. But I guess a miniature horse would work for a blind person. Yeah. I have no idea. It must be. It must be. It, 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 and I can only think that it must be because someone's allergic to a dog or scared of a dog. Yeah. Okay. So this brings up the interesting question of, Craig, if you were blind, which would you pick? Uh, well, now, if I've, if the monkey is an option, I'm going to go for the monkey, haven't I? <laughs> um, um, yeah, uh, they use monkeys for other things, too. Like, if you're uh, paralyzed, a monkey will go get you things. You can train oh. it to go fetch you your cigarettes or fetch you a, you know, a glass or things like that. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. Oh, my God. The, the monkey part, not the, not the disabled part. That's, no, that's th- not that's, cool. that's not as That's <laughs> not as great. But, I mean, like, you know, out of the three, I would pick the monkey. Then it would be the miniature horse because... I want to be walking about rocking a miniature horse. Imagine all the looks in folks' faces. Well, you wouldn't be able to see the looks in yeah. folks' faces, <laughs> but you would be able to imagine the looks on folks' faces. Oh, Craig, I couldn't have put it better myself, sir. Okay, yeah, so uh, uh, miniature horses aside and all that weirdness, <laughs> um, have you ever played anything like Ikaruga or Silhouette Mirage? No, no, nothing, nothing at all. As I say, anything like that is if there's a whiff of that, I just I don't touch it. And it's it's not to say I wouldn't. Some games do actually have a fantastic colorblind mode. I think Poyo well, has Ikaruga's a fantastic white to black. Oh well, is it? Oh well, then that. that so puts... you would you'd be okay with white to black? Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna. Okay. And yeah, yeah, Google. yeah. Poyo with those. I don't know how you do it, man. Yeah, I can't use those things for the just life the letters. The letters are fantastic because if it's Y, no, then you so know confusing. it's confusing. It's yellow. If it's R, you know it's red, and they've got wee eyeballs as well. So they're just it's the best. Oh um, wow, Ikaruga looks great. If um, looking- yeah, Ikaruga's great. It's basically you can switch from white to black, and if somebody shoots white bullets at you, you have a choice to make. You can either flip to white and absorb the bullets. Or you can flip to black, avoid the bullets, and kill the white ships, and you get extra points. It's kind of a point thing. Oh. I never go for the points. I'm always just keep me safe. Mm-hmm. I will align with the polarity of the bullet. And then Silhouette Mirage was weird. Kind of think like a platformer beat up but if you're facing right, your character is red. If you're facing left, your character is blue. And you have to kind of work that to defeat certain enemies. Oh. It was a treasure game. You know, Gunstar people, guys. Oh, right. And okay. Alien Soldier, guys. So it was a good game. 
that does that sounds very good. And this sounds a lot more simple than what in my mind was something more colourful. Oh, what like like um, using hue as an example or the witness? Yes, yes, something that's not just black or white or blue or red or like this is blue oh, or red okay. as well. I was thinking anything that involves more than two colours generally I struggle with. Uh, you know what I'm struggling with right now, Craig? What's that? Finding things to talk about. Ghost lap. Yeah, there's there's not a lot. So the rockabilly rockabilly music is great. Mm-hmm. It's it's good to listen to. I don't understand the story. I don't under I don't even understand. I managed to last quite a significant amount of time without losing a, a life or a continue. But I still don't know what the scoring point mechanism was. I know there was numbers on the screen, but I didn't know what they meant. I just kept on going. There were lots I, of little I, like <laughs> comic bubbles points pop up okay yeah yeah that's that's Um, great it it reminds me of a game called uh twinkle star sprites and that's another game you should check out if you never have it's like that you know where even if you're playing single player the screen's divided into you know left and right oh yeah and it was a little miniature shooter and if you on the left you know how like in galaga you get bonus points if you kill everything in this stream of five that come in yes if you manage to do that, you send that formation to the opposing player to deal with. And so you're constantly sending enemies back and forth to each other to try to get them to lose. It was a lot of fun. Still not on the topic of Ghost Lot. It's difficult, though. It's really difficult because it's not it's not a game that I would say avoid. You know, give it a bash, whatever. I played it online. Yeah. I played it online and on one of those kind of like online emulatory type things. Oh, okay. Grab a ROM and play it on... What is it? On Neo Geo? You can grab a ROM on Neo Geo, so it must have been released in that, or pirated, or prototyped on well, the Neo here's Geo. A, here's a question for you. Do, you. do you know about the Neo Geo MVS things? No. All right. I don't remember what MVS stands for as opposed to AVS or whatever. Anyway, Neo Geo cabinets were very cool because they were built to have multiple games in them. So Ghostlop would be in there with, say, Metal slug and wind jammers and maybe king of fighters so it, you would put a couple quarters in and you could just pick one out of like oh, six games okay. and that's why all you see on like the uh the screen where it starts up it shows you how to play mm-hmm. it just has like two x's over the last two buttons because you don't use them because they had to have enough buttons for every game on there but most games only use like one or two. Oh, that's pretty that's pretty cool yeah uh, the, until you know you tried to buy them at home and their cartridges were like something like two hundred and seventy dollars. What? Yeah, because they they thought the brilliant idea here was let's bring home the arcade experience because remember that's what everybody wanted to do, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's arcade perfect, and it was a giant honking console, and these carts are like if you cut a keyboard in half, that's about the size of it. Oh, flipping egg! <laughs> and they were two hundred dollars a pop. Oh, and and it uh, unbelievably it didn't sell very well. Really? Oh, that's that's taking yeah, me by surprise. surprise. I mean, it, it's kind of cool because you had like people playing Sonic the Hedgehog, and then you had you know people playing Turbo Graphics games, and then you had poof, this looks exactly like it does in the arcade. I mean, it was really cool, but that's a lot of money. That's that's a horrific amount of money. That's not that's not you know like pocket money or even payday money. Because, you know, you want to eat during the month. Ah, uh, yeah, that's, that's, for, yeah, so that's kind of what sunk, what SNK sunk into was that. So it's, it's a really cool collector's item, but uh, you'll, you'll never use it. Yeah. Other than arcade games. So 
Before we started, we were talking about Batman. We were talking about Batman. Because, Craig, you're looking for a specific Batman game. I was. I was looking for the second Telltale Batman game to be on sale specifically because I would feel about... I think it's £25, and I don't want to spend £25 on a Telltale Batman game. But it's on sale for a tenner, so I bought it. Because I very, 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 very much enjoyed the first Telltale Batman. It's probably That and Borderlands are the only Telltale games I've liked. And I know you hate Borderlands, but the world is cool, and Telltale do a good job of telling it. Um, but yeah, I'm very much excited about Batman. The first Batman... I think I sent a few screenshots or, or photos because not only does Bruce Wayne look like Archer, but also it points his head, spins around like an owl because of some of the animations and it's quite creepy. Yeah, it looks really yeah, cool. Other than those <laughs> things, it's it's a very, very, very good game. So that's, that's why I was blethering on about it was I wanted to buy it while it was on sale. So I was rushing about to find my card. To, to purchase it that was all um yeah and kelsey really likes the first season she's waiting until the second season's completely done oh which right is okay. it now? i think it is i assume it is i have to tell her when we have money yeah because yeah she really digs the first one and it seems better than telltale's usual like there's more game that, there that's it i think i think that's it it's very 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 much because you've got the the dual duality is that the right word of being bruce wayne and batman and making decisions down both those paths uh the gameplay the gaminess of it you've got a wee bit of dodging and a wee bit of quick time events and a wee bit of this that and the other and some investigative work as a detective it all sits very nicely inside that telltale engine which i don't think you get in things like the walking dead or um the wolf within us or anything like that i just I've got no. Did you didn't like Wolf Among Us? No, at all. I didn't like the Wolf wow. Among Us. You're you're like one of the few. To be honest, I didn't give it that much of a chance because I started playing it maybe about five or ten minutes of it, and then I thought I didn't catch something in the story or something like that, or I thought this is going to require a bit of backstory, so I just tapped out of it. So I've got it, and I've yet to play it. So I, I when I say I don't like it, it's more like. I have no buy-in to that world, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, uh, but- Kels is is the only like Telltale person here, really. Mm-hmm. Like I played the old Sam and Max ones, and yeah, they were all right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hers like she wanted another Wolf Among Us before she wanted another Batman. She really liked okay. Wolf Among Us. Oh, maybe. Um, maybe I should give it a try then, because. I'll give it a try. I've heard it's really good. I know the comic that it's from is actually kind of enjoyable. Yeah. So I've heard it's good. Um, Curiosity, did you play the new King's Quest? No. God, that it's, we do? The, the episodic thing, I didn't bother with it. Yeah. Because it was episodic. Okay, so why is episodic okay for Telltale, but not for King's Quest? Like, I, th- oh. I would have thought you would have been all over that one. Uh, I, it was more I'd, when it was on in, fresh in my mind, it was episode one that was sitting there. I wouldn't play a Telltale game until it's all been released, and, until a full season's out. I'm, oh, there's okay. no way in hell that I'm sitting waiting for them to release something before I play it. I just, I, I wouldn't do it. And I wouldn't pay full oh, yeah, price. That would yeah, so just it's a no. 
Um, the other thing about King's Quest, it got very mixed reviews, and I can't remember for why it did. There was just an air, maybe it was the episodic nature of it, but there was an air of something that made me think, eh, do you know what, I'll just, I'll give this a buy just now. If I ever see it in a sale, I might just pick it up. We got that, what, first episode on PS Plus? Give the first episode a shot. If it doesn't work, you're out no money. But if it if I do like it, then I might be out lots of money. Then you're going to be out some money. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, um, when the Batman series ended, they released a physical mm-hmm. uh, of the first season. And I was like, okay, well, I'll buy the physical. That way, you know, in 20 years when society has crumbled and there's no internet, I can still play Telltale's Batman. Yeah. No, all that's on the disc is basically the season pass. You still have to download everything. <gasps> that's bad. Yeah, so there's really no point to that disc at all. There's absolutely no point to that disc. They could even release the no. disc when they've only released episode one. They they could have released, which is what they did with episode or season two. Season two, the disc has been out forever. Oh, that's. But my, I'm wondering why not just include like a download code? Yeah. Case why why the disc? That's an odd one. That's a very. Could you give your disc to me, and then I could get it, or is it got? Is it a one-time activation thing? I don't. I don't know if the disc acts as an activation key or not. I, that'd be curious to check out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, the only one I ever played was Walking Dead season one. That was it, and it was pretty cool. Like Lisa, bro. But after that came what Game of Thrones, and then it was Borderlands, and it was just stuff I had no interest in whatsoever. I think that's what, for me, that's what it is. It's like Borderlands, I, you know I love Borderlands, the world and the games. Yeah. So that was an instant hit. I tried The Walking Dead and I bounced off the TV series, I bounced off the game. Game of Thrones, I didn't like the TV series. I know that might be a bit controversial or something, but I didn't like the TV yeah, series. Yeah, Witcher's better. I didn't like the game. Sam and Max, I haven't tried Sam and Max, sorry, the, other, the only one that I bounced off of that I do like was the monk the Telltale Monkey Islands. I Oh wow, you liked those. I it's difficult to say no because I love Monkey Island so much. But they, mm-hmm. I don't think they did it justice. I don't think it transferred very well into a Telltale way of telling a story. Well, I remember hearing about that from like, oh, this isn't really a true Monkey Island, yeah. but hey, it's more Monkey Island, so it's kind of a monkey's paw kind of deal. I see what you did there, because um, monkeys have paws, and it's because... They, they do, and they use them to help the disabled, uh-huh. bringing this all around. Nice. Um, wow. Uh, the one I was really curious about and never did pull the trigger on was Back to the Future. I've, I've I've watched a couple of YouTube videos of that, and um, I just couldn't bring myself. I love the films, but I just think it would ruin everything. I'm not that big a Telltale fan. Yeah, it <laughs> the, the, it was, doesn't strike me as a, this is a story that needed to be told kind of thing. It's like, oh, they got Christopher Lloyd back, right? But they didn't get Michael J. Fox? No, that's... I thought Michael J. Fox was dead. No, he's he's still alive. He's doing stuff. He was on Curb Your Enthusiasm. He had a show of his own. Really? He's still alive. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's still kicking. Who the hell am I thinking of? Charlie Sheen? I have... Uh, Charlie Sheen's still st- still alive. Oh. Um, I think he's going to be alive until science finds out all the diseases wrong with him. But once we do, mm-hmm. he'll probably fall apart. Oh, wow. Like a homunculus. Um, yeah, and other than that, like, like Bone, I think, was the only other one I toyed with. <laughs> and I didn't really like it. 
it was okay. Did you ever play the poker one where it's got all the characters? Th- oh yes, yeah, that I did. Those are fun. I can't. Is that late night poker? It's not uh, late night yeah. poker. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah it's it? late night poker. And I mean, there was always there's always that one character though in each group. You're like, I I wish he wasn't here. Man. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, like like being able to play poker with, you know, Brock Sampson and Claptrap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Oh, so Claptrap. I would say Telltale is uh, pretty good all around. Yeah, I think they've got they've got a way of telling a story that I think requires some buy-in to that universe, but overall they they do what they do very well. Um, what's the newest one they're doing? Was it Jurassic Park? They're going to be doing. Oh, I, I, I thought that. I remember reading about something that they were going to. Do. I, I thought it was a movie franchise, but I'm not sure. Uh, if only there where was... does that sit on your ad- adventure game hierarchy? Like, do you hold Telltale in less regard than other ones? Honestly, no. Telltale for me isn't adventure gaming. It's interactive storytelling. It's something more akin to, like when we played Monster Loves You or something like that. It's just something to sit down, make a couple of decisions, but overall I'm just absorbing a story, whereas adventure gaming is more puzzling. This is... this (laughs) Puzzling. Yes. See see what I did there? Puzzling. Just scrape the damn gum off the floor, Craig. It's not hard. (laughs) Do it with cardboard. Just, Just scrape the gum up. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, because it's you are my adventure game man. Because nobody else I know likes them, uh, other than internet people. You just, you just all, all, all wrong. Well, well, here's the thing, right? Like, this is what's weird. It is a complete genre of games it where is. the mechanics have never really evolved past what Scum Engine. Yeah, it's just verbs. It's verb based. Click, click item one. Use with item two, it doesn't do anything. Click item one, use with item three, it doesn't do anything, and, and then it just it's a circle. Yeah, and, and so it's it's a genre that's just completely stuck in time. But that's a good thing because why improve perfection? <laughs> because it was very clearly not perfection, sir. It's very actually, clear. do you know what? Do you know what the biggest revelation for me was in hmm. any adventure game ever? If you'd played. Uh, the first couple of Monkey Islands, if you played, especially Secret of Monkey Island, I played that to death to where I was speedrunning it. Which one was Secret? It. Was that two? It was two. Um, and then okay, you, yeah, two I've played. Yeah. You move into the Curse of Monkey Island, and the Curse of Monkey Island was the first game for me where instead of having all your verbs on display, you held the mouse down on the object and you got that skull and you held the mouse over the eyes, and the eyes would animate out, and that would be your look at. Or you could move over to the wee fist, and that would be your use. And that was revolutionary. Oh, what's that called? Oh, contextual mouse. Yes, exactly. Uh, there we go. Okay. And yep. that, to me, was about as revolutionary as you would need to be in an adventure game. That was it. <laughs> it was sold. Since you're you're very Lucasy, like you would give George Lucas a hug, and say, can I meet Ron Gilbert, please? Um, did you follow any of those guys after they split off of Adventure Games? Uh, no, not not really. I played what have I played since then. What's Tim Schafer's... I would have pegged you for a cave kind of guy. I played cave. I liked cave. Um, who didn't like cave? Did Luke not like cave or did you not? Is it you that said you would rather just watch it on YouTube? That sounds like... I, yeah, I, I played probably... 
four hours. And then I was like, yeah, this is really interesting. I'm just going to watch it on YouTube. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, the, the play was frustrating. But I never played Death Spank, which is also Ron Gilbert, if I'm not mistaken. I've never played Death Spank. I have played one of my favorite games that are not one of my favorite games. It's definitely not. But one of Double Fine's earlier games uh, was Stacking. I think it was on the 360 arcade. Oh, yeah. Super. Yeah, yeah those Matroika dolls. Su- yeah, yeah, super duper fun. Just amazing. You had to like jump into a doll that was one size bigger than you and had the outfit on that you needed to do the task. And it was just the most pleasant thing ever to play. It's lovely. Now, see, I remember seeing ads for that on, on the old PS3. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, wow, that looks really stupid. And then asking friends about it. And they're like, oh, this is great. You should really try. I'm like, I don't know. So I looked into it and I'm like, oh, it's Tim's. Oh, it's probably going to be very adventure gamey. Yeah. Good job, Mr. Schaefer. I love you, but uh, no, not for me. <laughs> Even I am a fan of the heavily uh, divisive Broken Age. I love Brutal-led- that game. Oh, Broken Age. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Abs- Actually, I thought you were going to go Brutal Legend, which I'm. You're a, a fan, fan of, of aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I. I. I <laughs> Uh, the the third person RTS is janky. Would be putting it nicely, but I actually really liked Brutal Legend, and kind of wish they would make a sequel to that and fix everything, <laughs> as opposed to more Broken Age. Because, well, Broken's right in the title, Craig. It is, it is right in the title. But do you know what else is in the title? Age. Uh, yeah, yeah. How how did you know that? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I see. I've only met people on, on mostly on the internet that um, disliked Broken Age. You're one of the few people I know that are like, no, give it a chance. Yeah. It's actually a really good game. I, I did. There, there was there was bits of it that you just thought, mm, did that need to be a puzzle? Couldn't it just have been an action or a click? But other than that, I thought it was really beautifully done. It's got. Um, so it was the puzzles. That that frustrated people. Um, I think, as opposed to like the story or yeah, a couple of them were those really bad practice. You're on one panel and you've got to travel forty panels to get an item to go back to the original panel, and and there was a few bits like uh, that. Okay. The best voice acting I've ever heard from what's his face that played Wesley in Star Trek. Will Wheaton. Will, Sorry, Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Um, yes. played like a whose hand I got to shake oh meet. no way really yeah I did he is a very small man is he who has a beard oh I, I know he's got a beard well I'm 6'2 and I think he's like 5'6 five, 5'7 five, oh wow so yes he's a very small man but yeah I bumped into him at PAX wow hey it's it's Will Wheaton Wesley cool yeah yeah I think he's right into his card um, games I, I, and that as well his tabletop yeah, they do that YouTube channel, and he's really into, and um, the uh, the Ready Player One, he read the audiobook, and everybody loved uh, that. Uh, well, I thought Elijah Wood was the main guy in Eli- Broken Age. Elijah Wood is the main guy, and he is very good, but Will Wheaton plays an absolute beast of a side character. He's a hipster blacksmith, or a hipster joiner, one of the two. He's a hipster handyman, and he's just like deadly funny it's like every line delivery is perfect and it's one of those ones where it's like 
why are you trying to touch my bucket? You know, because in adventure games you're clicking everything. Why, oh, yes, of why are you doing that? Why? And it's it's just honestly, ah, oh, I love that game. Uh, I've never watched it on YouTube, and I can't say, oh, you know what? Your recommendation, Craig, I'll give it a try. I'll never try it. No, but you know what? I might end up watching it on YouTube. Watch it at double speed or something. <laughs> I don't know this. Uh, I don't. I don't mind. I mean, it's something I'll have. Like I'll be playing. Uh, let's say right now I'm playing Yakuza. I'll just mm-hmm. have it on my second TV going and i'm like oh okay it's odd it's it's odd it's odd as anything but i i think it has a charm to it i've heard that a lot about life is strange too and that's something i gotta check out Uh, like i think i actually want to play that do you know i i'm the opposite i totally bounced off it i couldn't get past the really yeah the hipster artsy um all i didn't like any of the characters They, they just okay wait there is a litmus test for this. Yeah, okay. Craig, did Luke like it? Um, I don't know if he liked it or not, but judging by Luke being Luke, I reckon he would probably say it was amazing and he really connected with all the characters. Okay. Um, yeah, that's going to have to be a pass. Then. <laughs> uh, I apologize to Life is Strange developers. I was going to play it, not anymore. <laughs> Just my luck. Luke's going to be like, yeah, it reminds me a lot of Star Wars. <laughs> oh, no. Uh. Oh, dear God. Okay, so that was Ghost Slop. That was Ghost Slop. Um, that was go, And you know, it's weird. We talked about a completely different genre. It wasn't even the same I know. genre. That's, this is this is so far... How did we get on? How did we get on to adventure games? What happened? We went from Ghost Slop, Ghost Slop straight to, to Batman. Batman. <laughs> Ace. And Batman to Telltale. Yeah, okay. Well, it was a logical progression after the miniature horses. It was. It was. Oh, my goodness. So... Uh, yes, I apologize again that Ghostlop does not lend itself to a lot of interesting conversation mm-hmm. when it comes to the gameplay. We could have talked about the development history and why it was, but th- we're not that kind of show. We're more of like, hey, let's talk about the game. Mm-hmm. So next week, I promise there will be a lot more game to talk about because, Craig, what are we playing? Pac-Man 2. The return of the Pac-Manator. I made up that, but... but... It's the new adventures. The new man. adventures. There we go. And you've never played this before. Never played it. This is based on something you said ages ago about it being an adventure game. Wow, there we go. Yeah, uh, audience, you know, here's a weird thing. Craig has played Wonder Project J before he played Pac-Man 2. Yeah. One was released in his home country and the other one wasn't. (laughs) But he played the one that wasn't first. Yeah. So, yeah, join us next time when we talk about Pac-Man 2, The New Adventures. And that means that uh, the next game I have to pick starts with an N. Yes. So we'll see. So, Craig, say goodnight to the fine people. Good night, fine people. Good night, fine people.